Hello, everyone. How is everyone doing? I hope you're doing well. I mean, I understand we can only be doing so well with what's going on, but it's starting to become normal. So we're starting to work with it, right? Aren't we? Aren't we? Yeah, I didn't I didn't forget to do my intro. You thought, huh? You thought. Anyway, I'm Capri. Let's talk. Okay, so back to what I was chit-chatting about before. What do your guys' new routines look like? Mine has a lot of Netflix, but to be fair, it had a lot of Netflix before. But for some reason, I'm getting bored faster. And I've never been a person to be bored. It's generally because I'm just, you know, so complex that I always entertain myself. (laughs) Or I'm crazy. But I take both. Let's call it complex. And I've been watching TV shows that I've enjoyed in the past. New ones, whatever. And for some, it's just getting boring fast. I just finished New Girl and... I love that show. I paused it a long, long time ago, like a year and a half ago. Never played the last season because I just didn't want it to end. But now is the time and I finished it. And then, you know, it's over. That was like the most entertaining thing I was watching. But I don't know. But I I have I'm watching other things, too, guys, like the Vampire Diaries. I watched that already, but I am re-binging, re-binging. It is re-binge worthy. And for some reason, it's all over the Internet again. But I started watching it before I saw it on the internet again. So just for reference, <laughs> I'm above the curve. Or is it wave? The the push? I don't know. I don't know what the phrase is. If you know, you can tell me and then I'll be hip. <laughs> as, the, as the youngins say, you know? You know what I mean? But among my new shows... Wait, one... TBD wasn't a new show. That's a recycle show. A new show I'm watching that I found on Netflix was Never Have I Ever. And the first thing I fell in love with was the representation. I am an actor. Yes. Of diversity. Yes. Yes. So seeing that was amazing. The main character is Indian and she has different cultured friends and their purpose there is not to just show that they're different cultured, which is amazing. There's a black friend, but her premise isn't to be the black friend. You know what I'm talking about. That one that's just there, like the token black person. That's not it. That's not it. And there's an Asian friend. The love interest is half Japanese. I love, I love that. I love that. It is multicultural and diverse, but it's not about being diverse and multicultural. You know what I mean? Like it, it normalizes the diversity instead of treating it as an exception. Like, oh, wow, look at all these different cultures. It looks more like the world we live in. And that's what TV's about. That's what television is for. Art, it's to imitate life. And life doesn't look like what they be showing on, you know, Riverdale. And it's not even just the races, but the cultures get pulled in. And it's normal, just like any other show would have a normal scene of somebody going to church or something. The culture is in it. 
And I love that. I haven't even gotten very far, honestly. So this is just my beginning thoughts, guys. I just I just thought that was really cool. And I appreciated it. So you haven't checked it out. I mean, it's like a teen show. <laughs> On brand for me. Because I like I like that. I like teen shows. Is that weird? Like, that's a whole other thing. That's a whole other thing. When, what age does... do What? huh capri what age do you get where it is weird to watch teen love stories hmm i don't know i don't know i really don't gotta take some deeper thought don't want to though not right now (laughs) also you know what else it normalizes that your girl loved therapy it normalizes therapy, not an off character to the side that has a therapist that's weird and collects rocks. No, not that character. The main character sees a therapist on the regular and it is normalized. And I love that. I'm not going to say she doesn't have a little bit of anger problems, but that's not the point. The point is that they put it in and it's normal. That's the point. And that brings me to my next point, which is, you ready? I don't have a drum, but I would. Happy Mental Health Awareness Month, everybody. Yeah, 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 yeah. And if you're wondering what that is, like, you're like, oh, I've heard of it, but I don't know what that is. I'll give you a quick little summary about where it is. I mean, what it is, why it is when it started it'll be quick guys just just hang in there so (laughs) what is it for it is to fight stigma provide support educate the public and advocate for policies that support people with mental illness and their fams did i get that from our website yes did it say fams no it said families because it's it's an official website and it's not a girl talking on her podcast so that's where I got it from. So it's real people. I couldn't have said it better myself. And I didn't. That's why I read off the website. Okay. So when did it start? Well, the National Association for Mental Health started it in 1942. Hey guys, it's uh, editing Capri here. And I said 1942. It was 1949. I guess I was a little too hopped up on that Vietnamese coffee. My bad. Okay, continue. And it is so important right now. So important because we're in a really hard time. Like even economically, we're in the worst state since like the Great Depression. In, th- in fact, I think it's it's worse, I've heard. So that can cause a lot of stress. And it's nothing to be ashamed of because it's normal. You're a human being. So considering that one of the purposes of Mental Health Awareness Month, which, by the way, is May, if I didn't say it, but I said happy month and then it's, it's now. So you would assume. But if, if you didn't assume, you can now because that's true. It is May. Mental Health Awareness Month is May. OK, let's move on. OK, guys, we're ready. So like I said, one of the things was to break stigmas. Right. So let's start, you know, here. I will start because I have, you know, human tendencies. I've been affected by stigma, obviously. So a little background on your girl Capri here. She has, oh, wait, 
I'm I'm not a third person. <laughs> I'll talk I'll talk about myself like a normal. <clears throat> Me Capri have had anxiety my entire life. I have suffered with it for a very long time to the point where I thought that that like tenseness in my chest was like how your heart beats and it's not it is not like come what what yeah I know I'm just as shocked as you are you're not supposed to feel tense all the time go figure you're supposed to be what people call relaxed and like breathing easily what I know guys guys I know that's that is something I have never really experienced myself except for one time we're gonna get into that so Capri what's wrong with you Mm, so many things so many things but nothing at the same time does that make sense so my history I say so a lot we're gonna get used to that because it's hard to change I'm working on it, but for now, we're going to get used to it. Me, Capri, my history, my parents got divorced. I am a divorcee child. Yes, I am. And they had a very long custody battle that shaped how I cope with things, I'm going to say. And I'm just being honest. I mean, it's part of my past and I'm learning to deal with it so I can have a better future. Anyway, that's that's why I have anxiety. And I realize that now because I did finally see a therapist. Oh, spoiler. (laughs) Oh, spoiler alert. Right. I know we didn't see that one coming. I knew that I needed to see a therapist. I was aware of this at a young age. Also, people told me at a young age, like, oh, you know, it was it wasn't like, oh, you need therapy. It was one of those, oh, she's going to need therapy when she grows up. And you're just like, okay, (laughs) I'm standing right here. I can hear you. I can hear you. And I know, actually, I know that. And the truth is, I did know that. But for some reason, I guess stigma kind of stopped me because they're. And not even the stigma of how the world sees therapy, because it's been growing. It's been progressing as how we see it, and it will continue, hopefully. It's on a good path. But it was like stigma for myself. I felt like I knew there was things wrong with me. I knew I wasn't perfect. I knew that I needed help with some things, but I just didn't want someone to tell me something was wrong with me. I just didn't want someone else to be like, hey, so you're not so good at like thinking or like being you know you're just it's not your forte I didn't I didn't want that that's what I thought therapy was gonna be like oh that's that's how you do that Mm, girl let's do it differently because that's not working for you obviously and that's not what it's about so I started to see a therapist last year at the end because I felt like I finally wanted to take that step for myself I was trying to grow as a person I did a lot of growing last year and I knew that a part of that growing needed to be my mental health. I was trying to get physically fit and healthy, but my mental health was just as important as my physical health. And I always neglected that. I was always so eager to, oh, this year I'm going to be healthy. This year I'm going to be fit. I'm going to eat better. I'm going to treat my body better. But I never said that about my brain and It is just as important, if not more, 
than your body. But let's say it's equally important. Did my stomach just grow? I guess my body just got mad. They're like, that's not true. I'm hungry. Feed me a sandwich, which I will, which I will. And I have a, a video about this on the YouTube channel I have. I rewatched it before I taped this to see if I could add any good tips in there that I had. But I said it so great there. Like, I really did. The video is called Thoughts on Therapy. My YouTube channel is uh, O-Capri, O-H-K-A-P-R-I. Go watch it. It. <laughs> I felt good when I watched it, and I'm the one who did it. But I had some pretty good things to say. Different things than what I'm saying now, but still amongst the same road. <laughs> Just different lanes. Yeah, different lanes. A point I did want to bring out is that I also felt that therapy made me weak, that because I needed it, I wasn't strong enough to handle those things on my own as an adult or as a human. And I felt like that showed weakness. But in actuality, it takes so much more strength to ask for help and to know that you need help than to just stand back and ignore it or try to do it by yourself. And yeah, I'm a little stubborn too, but it takes strength and there's nothing wrong with it at all. If anything, it's amazing that you can really fix or understand yourself. The way therapy was explained to me before kind of helped. It wasn't to fix your problems. Therapy isn't you going to a handyman. Therapy is like a Home Depot or a Lowe's. It helps you get the tools you need to handle the things on your own. And we're always going to need some extra help. It's just what it is. When something's heavy, you don't try to pick it up by yourself. You get help. Why not do the same thing for your mental state? If something's heavy and weighing on you, you just need help sometimes. It's okay. It's a mental tune-up. Cars need tune-ups. Doesn't mean something's wrong with it. It means that there's wear and tear. And there is wear and tear in life and on you. And that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. And especially now, so much is going on and it's a lot to deal with and it's okay to need help and to reach out. It really is. And it shows so much strength on your part. People are flooded with now anxiety and depression, people that may have never even experienced it before. So it's not a familiar feeling, even if it is a familiar feeling, like for people like me and a lot of my friends, it doesn't make it easier. It's just unfortunately familiar. You can still reach out and get help. It's normal and it should be normal. So let's break the stigma together and normalize growing as people because if we don't grow then what are we doing like what's the point there's no point there's none absolutely not none you don't i don't know plant a plant so it just stays a seed right no you water it you take care of it and then it grows and then it's beautiful sometimes it's got little dead leaves and you cut them off i don't know where that metaphor is going but you get it so i'm gonna end this segment with something that popped up when I looked up Mental Health Awareness Month to get all you guys these facts and stuff. It was be kind to your mind. So here are some tips for what's going on right now just to have. Number one, pause, breathe, notice how you feel. Number two, take breaks from COVID-19 content. It is flooding everywhere. There's always something new. 
but we need to take a break. We don't have to constantly get the new information. There's a time, definitely don't do it before bed. Never feels good, but set aside time to do it, but don't just do it all the time. It can consume you. Number three, make time to sleep and exercise. Or in my case, sleep and sleep more. Okay, go for a walk. Go for a walk, guys. Let's go together. Like you can go right now. Like let's, you can walk with me now. Listen to my other podcast you may not have heard. Mm-hmm. Let's go right now. Number four, reach out and stay connected. So this is the perfect time to catch up with people. Hey, hey, how you doing? I'm good. <laughs> You're looking good on that Zoom call. Or Instagram direct mm, camera thing. What is it called? Video chat. Oh my gosh, I'm 82. Instagram video chat. Yeah, wow, looking good. Or just talk on the phone. Just talk on the phone. That works too. And number five. They're all important. They really are. Number five, maybe the most. Seek help if overwhelmed or unsafe. Please, please, because you're not alone. You're not. I'm going to use that to close up that segment and just say you're not alone. Everyone's going through something. It doesn't make you weak. It doesn't make you weird. It's normal. And the sooner we all accept that, the sooner we can stop isolating each other about it. Life's crazy, man. It is. Of course we're not sane. No one is sane. Okay, some people are sane. It's just not me. I can accept that. Now let's do a little fun fact. I want a fun fact because I found it out and I thought it was fun and it's a fact and I want to show it. He, share it. <laughs> I want to share it. So remember I said I was watching The Vampire Diaries again, right? Right? Okay. So <laughs> I just found out And if other people know that, just act surprised once I say it, okay? Nina Dobrev, which is Elena, you know, remember she was on Degrassi and stuff with Drake? If you didn't know that, now you know. That's not the fact. That's not the fun fact, but it is a fact. Anyway, Nina Dobrev is not her real name. Her full name is Nikolina Konstantinova Dobreva. Did I say that right? Nicolina Constantinova Dobreva. Dobreva? Anyway, it's long. And she was born in Bulgaria. Born in Bulgaria and is fluent in Bulgarian. Now, I don't know about you guys. I don't know if you've watched The Vampire Diaries, but when... Oh, if you haven't, <laughs> bye guys. Have a nice day. If you have, keep listening because I didn't want to spoil it for nobody. But when Elena, what? When Nina was Katarina Patrova in her natural, wait, her first home, her like her life before she was a vampire, she was speaking Bulgarian and I was like did she have to learn that for the part or is that like real or did like what is that how does she do that so well like if I was an actor would I be able to do that 
She speaks Bulgarian. It makes so much sense. It makes so much sense now. Not that, I mean, Nicolina is a pretty name. I wouldn't be able to, would I be able to speak Bulgarian? It's not about me, you guys. Anyway, that's it. That's how I'm going to close out. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to me. And I will see, hear you. I never know how to close that. I will talk to you next week on Wednesday. Bye.